0: Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on Castbox now. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest
1: rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. And it does have all your
0: favorite podcasts, okay? Okay. You can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We
1: literally hate every single other (laughs) podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. (laughs) And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it.
0: I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Oh, uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we in Asia, bitch. Week
1: number two. We made our way through Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and Shanghai Mm -hmm. and Taiwan, Mm -hmm. which was fucking genius, by the way. And now we are embarking on the Japanese
0: leg. Of
1: our Asiatic tour, and
0: it's the leg everybody's excited about. It's the leg of all legs. I mean, we really did underestimate Taiwan. That's true, and we did underestimate... We underestimated China. That is also true. Hong Kong is was um, the most interest. I, I, it's so interesting and crazy, and um, it's, it was just insane. I don't even have words for it. I know it was. It was. Great.
1: We've and we've been talking about it on our Patreon. Yes. So if you want to hear, we're not just being like, oh, we love the skyscrapers and the noodles. No, no, no. We're talking lost passports. Mm -hmm.
0: We're talking pubes. Yep, we sure are. We're talking like people being mad, yelling, being bothered. It was it's a lot. Yes, that's
1: right. You bother me. (laughs) <laughs> the, la- the ladies on the airplane, yeah, said. the st- flight attendants, we think <laughs> went back and, and s- to said about me, Yes, that he bother me. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So we haven't stopped telling each other, you bother me. You
0: bother me. <laughs> so, you don't need second meal, sir. And we haven't. Yeah. Julie said, when's um, our second meal
1: coming? There was nothing uh, to do on that plane. We would have eaten everything rancid teriyaki till the end of time. And
0: I've been eating nothing. I don't even know. I'm I'm so fat right now. Like, it's insane how fat I am. My stomach. If if I could show you my stomach, you would die. We don't stop eating soup
1: dumplings and yet still are starving at all times. (laughs) Uh I feel like we skip dinner every night. We Mm -hmm. only drink. Mm -hmm. We scour Asia for drugs and drink. And then... Um, our friend Brad is like, you're going to get your head chopped off if you look for drugs. And I'm like,
0: I'm still going to. Yep. And then all we find are soup dumplings and noodles, which we eat at the same time. I don't even know that that's a thing people do. I'll have noodles and rice and <laughs> And soup dumplings, dumplings, which are made of noodles. I mean, you know. So go
1: to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. If you want to hear all the the dirty Asia deets. That's right. Because it's been late but we're still getting it up there, and we want you guys to do it. Um, we did this week's Patreon. I think we're going to talk about getting our ears cleaned. Oh,
0: yes. They yes. clean your
1: ears in in China. They will. It's a place like a massage parlor, yeah, or a nail
0: salon, yeah, yeah. No, and not there really was a nail salon. No, more like a massage parlor. <laughs> yeah. And there's a sign on neon sign of a man, uh, sitting down and a woman basically cleaning his ears, and the man's face is of ecstasy orgasm
1: yes yeah
0: and julie and i are at a bar
1: across (laughs) up on upstairs level and we're across and we see this lit up sign like we're in vegas of a man of a woman doing something in a man's ear and him in ecstasy and we're like let's go do that yeah
0: whatever that is we're going to do it and then you ask the bartender is that good and he was like yeah good yeah good (laughs) and then we went over there and um
1: it, it was, was something. It was, it was something.
0: 30 minutes long. Yeah. So if you
1: don't think you can fucking have an, a, a small, attractive Asian woman clean out your ear for 30 <laughs> minutes, you're wrong. You're wrong. And we, we have and we did. And- Julie promptly got congested and hasn't really been yeah, the same since. I haven't been
0: the same since I, I don't they I, with you <laughs> apparently they pulled things out of you and with me they shoved them and sh- stuffed them in and now I'm congested. So I
1: think Julie's been a pr- uh, a tracker a Chinese tracker and some malware has been inserted <laughs> yeah. deep
0: into her ear. I know I'm going to go through immigration and they're going to be like boop 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 and, and then I'm like I don't know Trump's secrets <laughs> obstruction oh. <laughs> I don't know All right.
1: Well, speaking of that, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some
2: shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All
0: right. After damn near two years of waiting, I can finally say that this week, the eye of the shitstorm is the motherfucking Mueller rapport. (laughs) Unfortunately, the Mueller shitstorm blew by and left a giant pile of shit entitled No Collusion. I can't even believe this happened while we're in Asia.
1: It's just it's beyond. But I can't with all of it anymore. I can't. (laughs) Uh At this point, I'm drunk in Japan. I'm completely checked out. The collusion horse was a dud, and we need to take it behind the barn and shoot it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wonderful. Yes. Putin is, <laughs> he is too good at being shady, covering his tracks. Yeah. You guys need to watch Icarus, read the dossier. I've told you it's not even long, it's not even hard. You can read just the summaries at the beginning of the dossier, the Christopher Steele dossier. The entire thing is about how Putin is a master at, at hiding in plain sight. So we, the collective we, yes. the we that listens to this podcast, mm-hmm. the we here in Asia, are officially turning the fucking page on anyone ever connecting any dots on a cr- criminal <laughs> conspiracy between the Trump mm-hmm. campaign and Russia. We closed the book. We turned the page. We locked the key. We shut the safe. Yeah. We left our passports <laughs> in it. It got stolen. We burned the building down Yeah,
0: it's, it's in a pile of ashes. We buried it under the ground. And honestly, I'm surprised we can still do the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it wasn't like, and this is our last show. No collusion and good night. (laughs)
0: Good night. Now, that said, our handsome listener, who is absolutely going to be president one day, Max R, read the fucking Mueller report. (laughs) Okay. Max the entire thing on his own for fun. And he sent us some notes that are so interesting. So even though the collusion dud is dead behind the barn, we still want to read y'all Max's notes so we can all know that collusion did happen and there's just nothing that anyone is going to do about it. Doesn't that sound like fun? Oh, it sounds wonderful, like Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> and then we can top it off with how the House Democrats are
1: probably never going to bother impeaching Trump for obstruction of d- justice, which has absolutely been proven 10 motherfucking times over. But they just don't want to deal so rather than hand his a- him his ass on a platter like he deserves, and we all deserve, they're going to pussyfoot around and try and be nice so that Democrats win 2020. But once you're a pussy, you're always a pussy, and you're going to regret that because we know the-, the title of the podcast should be, The Republicans
0: Would Do It. <laughs> that should be the title. You should absolutely name it that. I mean— Because they would do it. They would do anything. I mean, Trump literally tweeted and blamed the Democrats— For obstruction, literally blamed the Democrats. (laughs) And if they, the fact that they're not doing something, and I these, I know they're doing the hearings or whatever, but the fact that they're just not like, we are going to impeach. Go on, impeach him. The Republicans impeach Clinton. Yeah, so who cares? Just do it. Make the statement and do it, and stop taking any of his shit. Say we're done taking your shit. We're going to impeach you. Deal with it, Mitch McConnell. You fucking piece of shit. Piece of shit. And like, by the way, that they
1: in Nixon. And I know I've told you guys this before, but in Nixon, he had a vice president named Agnew. Mm -hmm. Congress impeached that guy, Agnew, for fucking tax evasion. They went up in his fucking business. They found out he was a shade queen, and they said, bye, girl, bye. (laughs) Then, and this was, that's what we should already be doing with Mike Pence. Let's like, get out of there, fucking Jesus juice. Get on out. (laughs) So then once they got rid of Agnew, what happened was they looked around Congress and they said, Who should we have be his vice president? And they picked Gerald Ford. Now we love Gerald Ford, and Anne does too. Um, Anne who reads books in two days. And she <laughs> probably she fucking she read um um Betty Ford's fucking book. That's wow. the reason she reads books in two days for this yeah. podcast, because she read that that book. So we love Gerald Ford because his wife, Betty, is an alcoholic like us uh-huh. and started Betty Ford. Yeah. And she's a fucking gangster for the ages. They moved to Palm Springs. There's a million reasons we love both of them. So Gerald Ford was so middle of the road that Congress looked around and picked him. And they were like, they could all agree. Just like, just he was a good old boy. He was like a football player. He was so fucking genius. And so was Betty, that their kids... Um, smoke pot in the white house, (laughs) their kids had their like homecoming. They went to prom like during those years and like had their friends over and smoke pot and went to prom. And it's, it is the American dream. I would do anything. Betty Ford. That's my dream. I don't know why I wasn't married to some random president (laughs) And had weird kids that smoked pot in the White House, and be turned into a drunk that popped pills in a bathroom in Palm Springs. It was my destiny. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but I am in a hotel room Listen, popping there's pills. Still time. Yeah, there's still time. I'm kind of doing it.
0: I mean, you're not not doing it. You're not not doing it. So you know what I mean? Let's, you're not not doing it. <laughs> so
1: once they picked Gerald Ford, then the whole Nixon fucking thing happened. A person who was never even trying to be president became president because now he replaced Agnew for tax evasion. And then Nixon gets basically impeached for everything Trump's done. Right. And it's just done digitally. Right. We know now Nixon broke into
0: the, the D- uh,
1: Watergate. He broke into the Watergate building, which held the Democratic National Committee, uh-huh. which had all the information. Yep. He had people break in and steal information. Mm-hmm. Trump had Julian Assange digitally steal information from the Democratic National Mm -hmm, Committee. mm -hmm. Same thing, just not physically. Right. And then he used it. It literally is the same thing. (laughs) So Nixon gets impeached for doing the same thing Trump has done, and then here goes Gerald Ford like, whoops. (laughs) I'm president now. (laughs) And it is so fucking great. It's, oh, it's everything. So, we know from that, that A, you can impeach someone who Evades their taxes and uh-huh. lies on their tax forms. It can be done. Congress has done it in the past. You can also impeach someone for no good reason, like Bill Clinton, right? For obstruct obstructing justice in a sexual harassment case. Right. That's when he obstructed the the important <laughs> justice of what's her name, Jennifer Flowers, Paula No, Paula. The no oh, Paula it, Poundstone.
0: Yeah. Paula <laughs> Paula Jones.
1: Yeah. The. Is that
0: her name? Is it Paula? Paula Jones.
1: Uh, the name Paula. And you know with all dude, anyone out there named Paula.
0: Paula. You I w- know. I want you Paula. I mean Paula. <laughs> Paula. It's like. Coming to the Oval and Office Paula. Abdul, Paula Abdul. You know. <laughs> Paula Abdul. <laughs> I wish it was the Paula Abdul sexual <laughs> harassment <laughs> it's like, case. It's of like. Of the 90s. Oh God. I mean. So.
1: He obstructed justice in a fucking sexual harassment case. And was impeached by Congress. The Republicans would do it. They would completely do it. They did it. They've they would it. do it. We've s- we've mentioned two times the fact where they've that done
0: Mitch McConnell it. won't even put a vote to the floor and s- has said that he wouldn't let anything to, but he will use the word "I'm going to obstruct anything Obama tries to do." I mean, they'll talk about plain sight. They're just they're not even being passive aggressive. They're aggressively aggressive. just douching around and saying exactly what they're going to do, and the Democrats let them do it. All, and then never do anything and are just like, we'll take the high road. Oh, we'll it's like the high road, road has
1: been blown, demolished, blown apart. What's her name? Mitch McConnell's fucking wife made sure there was no high roads because she's in charge of infrastructure. Exactly. She's like, I
0: am going to- <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Elaine Chow. Oh,
1: Elaine Chow. She demolished the high road. The plane crashed into the high road and she didn't get it fixed with My her infrastructure money.
0: <laughs> came here with cocaine cargo. That's and right. Now I am American dream.
1: We should have looked for her family when I was looking for drugs. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't think of calling Elaine Chow's father. Hi, do you know Elaine Chow? Anyone? <laughs> Hello? Where's um, Elaine Chow's family home? I'm looking for something. I'm we looking don't for something.
0: Have roads anymore in America <laughs> because we blow them up with cocaine.
1: So, Max, I don't know if you posted this um, so that everyone can see it or if it's a private message to us. Um, I'm gonna ask that you copy and paste it so everyone can see it on our patreon it was a patreon message he goes page by page it's that's am- amazing i want him to be our i want i don't know what 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 relationship our we consultant. need with him i mean he already legal is a consultant i wanted it to be more um romantic i, I want him to <laughs> okay. be connected to us so that he can never get away so when he's president we can be be his kids that smoke in the white house well do we need
0: to <laughs> adopt him <laughs> Maybe
1: we can be his parents that smoke in the White House. Okay. So he went page by page. And now the overview, I'm just going to give you an example of one thing he wrote. Okay. Like He wrote um, um, page 93 to 94. George Papadopoulos had some illicitly obtained info, but no evidence that he shared it with the campaign. So basically, I'm going to read the beginning of the message says, I've read through a lot of the Mueller report. First, I went through volume two. And documented places in which potentially damaging info about Trump or people in his orbit seem to have been redacted. So this is basically what he did was he focused on the redacted parts right. because that's right. where the fucking business is. Right. In the redactions. Right. Now, have you ever wanted to make love to a man more?
0: <laughs> could he be the one that makes you? Hey, Max, maybe <laughs> what we need to do is we get married and then adopt Brandy. That could be so. Maybe you guys should have my japanese baby
1: you and max i don't know how that would work we could make max put his sperm into a japanese lady take it put it in you you carry the baby and then everyone gives it to me and then i lose everyone's number
0: (laughs) if i i would happily do that do that max shall we let's let's you can carry baby julie you're the
1: the type of person that could carry a baby at 60 you know, you're that so? you're that type.
0: Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I just how complaining would I be? I'm just complained. <laughs> I would complain all the time. I mean physically you've got the build. Physically I do have the build. Yeah. Physically I'm pretty sure my skin will have the elasticity the to boobs, at least sixty. Are there oh the thickness, the, the fat, <laughs> the body, the wi- the width, you know? I can tell you're real fertile. I'm sure I would have definitely gotten pregnant had I <laughs> gone down that road. For so sure. I feel yeah. this could happen. I would have had seventy thousand abortions
1: and max is a, he is good looking and i know his he could now i would like full japanese but that's not going to be available to me so i will accept half uh-huh <laughs> mm, let's see if i okay. can find well maybe we'll find some more out okay good <laughs> okay so he basically went through the redacted portions and i would like you guys to be able to have access to it because it's um because it's 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 not that long. It's a it's a short, very concise email with the pages. I mean, page numbers. But I think the main the main point I got out of it is that um, is the Roger Stone. The main redacted shit is the fucking is the collusion because Roger Stone and I don't. He was an aide. He was a campaign aide. If you don't know who it is, he's he's a character. He's very weird. He hasn't had his trial yet. Roger Stone was the conduit. Forgetting the WikiLeaks of Hillary Clinton's emails. This is the Nixon portion of the collusion. Nixon was impeached for this exact thing. Trump did it, and he did it with Roger Stone, who was on his campaign. Mm -hmm. Nixon didn't break into Watergate. He had other people do it. Right. He didn't fucking go in there with a burglar mask on (laughs) and a fucking, what do burglars wear?
0: You know, like a thing across their eyes. And And then what? And like all black. Yeah, and all black. And he was like, "I am not a crook." Where's (laughs) the documents? Right. He
1: didn't have. He had other people do it. Roger Stone is Trump's henchman. He dealt with robbing and stealing from the DNC. Right. And that is all the redacted shit that Max has found, and it's so frustrating because nothing. Is going to happen. So even though we love Max and we will have his Japanese baby, even though he's not Japanese, we're finding Japanese eggs. We're This is all an effort in frustrating ourselves and getting mad.
0: It's crazy, this redacted shit. Like, I can't wait till this. I mean, it's nothing's going to happen. Nothing. But reading. Red, oh, page 199. Redacted names and info regarding people who gave false statements but weren't charged. It's just like the amount of people who did stuff that regular people would get charged for is egregious. It's so gross. That's
1: exactly that in a nutshell right there. The amount of people, including Donald Trump, that did committed crimes that other people would be charged for. Other campaigns, other presidents, regular people. Regular people. People People who are CEOs, people who are housekeepers. Yep. Nothing's happening to any of them. It's up to Congress. Stop pussy. And honestly, Nance Pelosi, put your tank top on. Put your dress, your sleeveless dress (laughs) on and Uh go kick some fucking ass. Seriously. Don't. The fact that they're doing a Mitch McConnell. Why is every single thing they're all doing about their job security and not about the country? It's set up wrong. Fuck the Constitution at this point. Something needs to change so that. They, maybe they need to work for free. I'm not sure. I'm going to let my drunken, whole-riddled whole, whole riddled brain ruminate on it. But something needs to change with that job because they're only concerned with their job security, and that's it. That's it. And um, we know even now there's a congressman who was in jail and got reelected. Like, it's that <laughs> oh, yeah. simple. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. They, so doing their job doesn't equal job security. Like, for example, with it does with the rest of us right it just doesn't so um max thank you we really appreciate it and um and even though it was frustrating
0: so but it's such a member but i hope that we get to um get the full report and max thank you for pull it, like i'm so happy
1: someone read through it yeah. and gave it into concise way yeah. and i and i hope he's willing to copy and paste it so that everyone can see and yep. i hope you guys that aren't members of the patreon see the level the level the level
0: that he goes in and we, Max, we will be calling you for the next report that comes out that you can read <laughs> and give us notes on. It's so. And explain it to us. I mean,
1: uh, it's so great. And and the, and the collusion is there and the obstruction it's is there.
0: It's all there. I mean, it's all, literally it's all there. Even the fact that it's redacted saying um, name and info redacted for person Mueller considered charging with 1030 violation but ultimately decided not to charge apparently because there was lack of intent. Why can't we see who that is? Let's just like you're redacting that. There was lack of intent. It's just like
1: y- it, it says here here's something important. It says page 65 redacted conclusion regarding the campaign's involvement with WikiLeaks and Hillary Clinton's hacked emails redacted conclusion. There's a whole conclusion that they decided to redact. So what we can all infer and we don't need a law degree like <laughs> Max to infer what was the
0: conclusion probably meant that now? there was um con- collusion that that
1: <laughs> that the campaign Trump's campaign was involved yeah, in getting Hillary absolutely. Clinton's hacked emails yep. there's Nixon there's the connection there's the impeachment but nope no nope. where is fucking Adam Schiff okay let's stop talking about the stupid fucking Mueller report <laughs> and get to a very special gay guys and their feelings.
0: Looking
2: cute And feeling cute What, what you gay? gotta do
0: Boy, let me tell you You're no. gay it's okay, it's a present from Jesus every day.
1: This is a segment called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. We haven't done this in a million years and we've d- never done it quite like this, but we decided it was time to bring it back.
0: And so did the music in the Spinnaker Lounge. So we asked our friend Brad Lokely to bring his passionate homosexual feelings to dumb gay politics again. Brad is a comedian and writer, Brad, and he is a regular performer on Atlantis Cruises, and you may have seen him on the show World's Dumbest on True TV or performing at comedy clubs in your area. If you like Brad's
1: Gay Feelings, then you should pop on over. It said this motherfucker, and then it didn't have anything. I don't know. I don't know. If you like Brad's Gay Feelings, then you should pop on over to Amazon.com and get his book. It's called My Big Gay Life. It's fun and profound, and it's a romp through the dark side, I say, of comedy comedy. And it's a seriously good
0: read. So, per usual, we have given Brad carte blanche (laughs) to say what he feels. And this time, his menu, his menu, is the 2020 Democratic Candidates. The following 30 minutes will consist of Brad Logley's feelings and opinions as they pertain to the 2020 Democratic Candidates. Any offenses and or complaints should be directed to Brad's (laughs) social media spokesperson, i.e. Brad himself. Brad can be reached for complaint at at brad Lokely on instagram and at brad Lokely on twitter so without further ado let's see what's on this faggot's mind
2: <laughs> hello brad hello ladies <laughs> as it were
0: People will get very,
1: very sensitive about Bernie Sanders. Anything.
2: Yeah, Bernie in particular. There's the cult of burn.
1: So we want to be sensitive to them, but we don't want you to. Gotcha. Will you you want
2: to be sensitive (laughs) to them and not get the death threats? I am used to getting death threats. Are you a big Bernie? Burn guy. Um, I'm not a big Bernie anything. Um, I don't. I, from a very logistical point of view, um, don't. I don't support Bernie Sanders. I don't disagree with many of his general policies, which tend to be. And I quote, "General." He doesn't really <laughs> have a lot of logistical plans. Um, as we saw in the last election, um, his numbers tend to not end up add up, which always worries me. Like he comes up with a budget, and then independent reviewers go, "You're 13 billion dollars short," and he goes, "Well, we'll just we'll make that up in dynamic synergy," and that sounds like a Trump. Trumpian trope to me. Um, I think he's too old. I do believe that age plays a factor in running the free world and running the largest military. We're in the ages. World. Yeah, I mean, and I do, and I do think up to a certain point. I don't necessarily think youth and inexperience. I, I don't believe you fix a system also by bringing ages. all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think there has to be a sweet spot. But I do know just from my own personal experience, um, you know, there comes a tipping point where age and experience start to fade. Because Who did of ability, you love.
1: Did you like? Hillary a lot? Or in the past, like, let's say, did you like John Kerry? I'm doing a long
2: face emotion. <laughs> um, overall, I can't really honestly say there's a politician I've loved in my life because I think I think people put a lot of feels into emotions, and I have a lot of feelings, but my feelings are usually based on facts. Like, I get excited when somebody actually does a good job at their job, you know, so then that makes me have feelings, but I don't. I tend not to idol worship. Um, particularly, I think that's true of you. Yeah, You're not like, like
1: a fucking big... Right. Right. Like, I get turned on
2: when people are really talented and good at what they do, but I don't then think, like, oh, they're infallible or everything they do is going to be perfect. If they're a really good comedian, they'll be a really good actor. If they're a really good lawyer, they'll be a good politician, that sort of thing. Um, But I did heavily support Hillary Clinton, um, which I didn't think was that controversial because she was literally the most experienced candidate in American history from actual experience. Love it or, you know, love it or leave it, but I mean, it was what it was. Um, Not a big Bernie person. I think there's a lot of. Did False you like flags. Ralph Nader? Um no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um no. Um and like who else? Let's see. At
1: time? Well, like Dukakis? 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 No. Dukakis. no. Dukakis. Ross Perot.
2: <laughs> um oh, I like f- to
1: get you when you're in eighth grade. Ross. I, yeah, exactly.
2: My feelings in eighth grade. Um no, I was a big Bill Clinton supporter as my first he okay, was my Bill first pre- election. He was my okay. first election. So you
1: did like Bill Clinton? Yes.
2: I mean I didn't I was also I mean you were yeah, eighteen, so I but mean I my I god.
1: Wasn't into it. But I was into Nader. But I I also think I was very...
2: I mean, I used to be much more mesmerized by that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? I was much more mesmerized by the entertainment industry before I worked in it for a decade, you know? And so um, I think I'm a lot less mesmerized by politicians now because I've known some, and I've been voting a lot longer, and I've lived in a world where politicians' policies work and don't work. So I think I'm a lot less kind of mystified by slogans.
1: So are you excited or jaded what are your thoughts on 2020 because when we talked to you on a cruise ship yeah in 20 i think it was 2017 you were 100 times more qualified to do this podcast than (laughs) us you seem like you have tossed the care i don't even know yeah
2: i've definitely we were talking before we went on here i've definitely become more kind of pragmatically nihilist in i mean i haven't I still vote in everything. I still vote in every midterm election. I still research. I still do a cheat sheet for all my friends who don't have time because of their, you know, much more busy lives. Like, I create a PDF cheat sheet where I explain why I'm voting, the way I'm voting for different policies. That's like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and give them, guess. and so, and every year more and more people sign on to it. Like, it's becoming, I feel like I'm actually stealing votes now at this point. But, um, I have definitely checked out a lot more, um, because it was becoming mentally unsound for me, and so... Like, I think unless you're really, and I just had to accept I am who I am and I'm not going to throw away my career as it is right now and get into <laughs> politics. So I needed to stop.
1: We have no control. Right. And you know? so I had to
2: stop pretending like if I wasn't going to get physically involved on a 24 hour day basis in actual kind of grassroots action. Which I'm just, I did a lot of that in like my teens and 20s for like civil rights. You're not but i gonna go
0: like canvas around. Right. And knock on no, I'm doors not canvassing. I'm and not. And be like, do you know that water is like really <laughs> fucked up right now? So you need to give. Did you know that the earth
2: is flat? <laughs>
0: yeah, the earth. The earth can. Earth. Knock, knock,
2: knock. Hi. <laughs> Hi. The earth. Yeah, the earth. Hi. The earth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's $10. Do
1: you care about 2020? Are you.
2: I do. do you I do think it will I do care. Um,. Because I think I think we have averted a lot of bullets, not necessarily by anyone's planning in the last two years. And I think eventually everyone's dumb luck runs out. Um, Trump's luck ran out most of his life, which is why he's one of the most failed business people in American history prior to this whole thing. Um, and I think you know, I think this whole botched election and this whole kind of attack by a foreign power with Russia has worked as far as really dividing people, really destabilizing America, really making people have no faith in any sort of American system, both at home and abroad. So, And I don't think that bodes well for anyone. That's why you see people like Assad and, and Putin and Kim Jong-un kind of rising. And so I think, you know, nature hates a, vo- a void or a vacuum. So if we don't actually have Strong, stable forces in charge. Whether they're always doing right or you know doing the, the most that they can, I think chaos is not necessarily always the answer. I don't think anarchy fixes things. Do um, you feel
1: excited about twenty twenty, or is there any? I am
2: ca- I am cautiously excited because I think for the first time in a very long time, the Democratic Party. As, as the parent figure, if you will, of liberal progressive history in America has, has decided to put on their big girl panties slightly more, like we saw in the last midterms. We've seen from a Democratic House that is suddenly getting so much more aggressive and so much more true to its blue background, whether it's with unions, whether it's with immigration, whether it's with civil rights, whether it's with economic battles. And so, I mean, the truth is we, it was getting pretty namby-pamby for a long time. It was getting, you know, we were watching the rise of white nationalism in the wake of Trump where everyone was just going, Well maybe if we're just polite to Nazis. And that's what you said they in won't put everyone camp. You in camps. told us about white nationalism. In <laughs> yeah, you did. so yeah. In, like
1: police forces across mm-hmm. America and it was like a thing. So but if for if you're thinking we're the Democratic Party is like taking a move making a move. Yes, yes. Who excites you? I mean we're looking at like our pussies are vibrating so like Elizabeth Warren. Okay, so so I do. Okay.
2: So here's the thing: I adore Elizabeth Warden on so Wharton. many la- Warden, Warden, the Warden. I, I love, love the Whart- Elizabeth. Wharton. I love the Warden, Elizabeth, like a, <laughs> the lady, the, the lady Elizabeth Warden. <laughs> isn't that <laughs> the Scarlet Elizabeth Letter? Or the Crucible yes. or something? What are you children doing out <laughs> of bed? Christ is watching. Um, so first, we're going to ask you about you. Tell us. Yes. Okay, I'm excited about Elizabeth Warren's actual policy and the way she's enacting conversations. So the fact that you have any candidate on either party who has laid out eight years of plans. So she has laid out the potential saying, you know, if you were to elect me once, I would be the incumbent. So you actually have to have an eight-year plan. And you should start an eight-year plan in the beginning of your four-year plans, as opposed to most presidents kind of have a four-year plan. And then if they get reelected and they're, in essence, don't get another chance, then they kind of go balls to the wall and act all differently she has an eight-year plan for economics for infrastructure for education for tax code i mean it almost seems so professional and adult and rational that it's out of touch with american values at this point (laughs) like it's actually kind of quaint and old-timey to think that a politician would actually do those things so that really excites me brad Lokley, internally that's what i would like to see american politics be i don't necessarily think it will though and I don't, I don't think she cares about international policy as much as she cares about domestic policy, which is fair. They're two very different things. So I see her as the potential to be a phenomenal vice president because the vice president oversees the Senate, the vice president oversees, and they had, they have a lot more veto control when it comes to domestic policy. They're usually more involved in that sort of stuff as someone who sits in Congress. I don't know. I mean, I think she genuinely sees the horrible writing on the wall and just doesn't want to stand by as someone who was already a a woman of note in American politics and government prior to Trump. You know, someone who was already kind of making headlines and being respected. So I think she thinks you can't waste and squander that visibility and that opportunity. Um, But I do think... I, 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 would, I don't believe she's so irrational. I don't believe she's, she's actually kind of the thirst grabber, which I think you kind of have to be to be president. I mean, you want the one job. You want the one job in the world that is the one job. So, I mean, you have to kind of have a certain amount of maniacal narcissism to but ever pursue it. Does or doesn't? I don't think she wants it. I think I, she...
1: Yeah. I don't think she's a thirst trap. Yeah. I think she... But I'm wondering, is she gunning for a VP move?
2: I think she'd be happier there personally. Like I actually like I think she'd be more effective and more motivated herself. I think she would be exhausted in the presidential role. And it's are a horrible you looking
1: for a white guy. I'm Who not for? I'm not
2: looking for anyone based on identity politics, but at the same point I do think there is some some credo to be given to the fact that yeah. unless you are the most impressive seventy six year old white man that we've ever seen in that role, <laughs> it can't possibly do that much harm. Who to shift out. I do love Elizabeth. Um, I really like Kamala. I really like um, Castro, even though he hasn't presented a ton of stuff yet. But um, uh, I really... I, can we go by one by one? Yeah, one? we can go. I mean...
1: I just want to say, I'm so happy you said that of Elizabeth Warren. I mean, it's it, for me, it's hard. I'm so super, super personally attached. Right, right. You actually taught me to not be so personally attached with Obama. You came in and you just weren't personally attached. And I was like... <laughs> Talking about
2: but... I know it's a dangerous... It's still to this day, it's a very live-wired to talk to anyone who's not Republican about... Like, to mention his name in anything other than deified status yeah, right. is usually a yeah. fist fight.
1: But in, with Elizabeth Warren, I've learned, and it truly was through you, to be like, I love her so much, and I was hoping and praying she'd run, and then when she finally did, I was like, maybe she's not right, and now I'm confused right, because right. I want her so much, and I love what she has to say, and she's the only one... Doing an actual like
0: spreadsheet
2: with right. like a she's right. I mean, her
0: her her policy
2: is like beyond. Yeah. And it's that's I mean before perfection. you even address anybody else in the race, what I will also say is I don't give a shit what your slogan is and I don't give a shit necessarily like if you what your what your origin story is. She is the only candidate to actually formulate and release a transparent plan. In, in more than just even one way, more than a one, because she's also the one, a person who's not solely running on one issue. There are certainly candidates who are running solely on the immigration battle or solely on Russia or solely on capitalism or solely. She really is the only one who has a multi-point plan and has released it earlier than almost any, I mean, certainly that I can remember in my lifetime. Until anybody else even rises half to that occasion, the rest of them I'm now dealing with separately as, yeah. what do I think you're going to end up being like? Because right. you talk a good game in broad strokes right now. A lot of them are saying, money out of politics. I'm not taking PAC money. Yeah. I want a higher minimum wage. I want, all of them are saying universal health care for all. Oh. There's not a se- Almost all the candidates in the field right now, even though there's 18 or 19, there's less than like a 10% policy variation between all of them of what they're generally going for however until you explain how you're going to do that with tax dollars with tax rises hikes restructuring until there's a plan i don't really care because any of us could say that i could get up and say all those exact same things and not mean them
1: right so let's start with
2: bernie Bernie, um, okay. I I don't like anybody who is their own religion, and I think he has been codified into religion. Whether he and uh, this is Brad's uh, opinion, yeah, and and I think that Julie agrees. <laughs> yeah. This is, Julie is and Brad's strongly opinion, nodding <laughs> and giving me a polite hand job right now. I mean, people love
1: him, and I try to be sensitive because, like I said, yeah. with
2: Obama, I get maybe Ob- was Obama his own religion, Brad. Um, I think in the end he was, I don't think he intended it to be that way. Um, and I feel the same about Bernie. I don't think Bernie set out to be this way. However, I do think silence is consent and they, they are both people who time and time again, as things were being done in their name, did not step to the foreground for bernie i will say just this past week one of his chief campaign political organizers right now at one of the rallies he did this past week gave a speech before bernie got on the stand whether bernie was in the room or not or heard it whether but he certainly heard about it afterwards where this guy went on an attack of hillary clinton someone who has now not been in the political arena for two years who is not running again who is not his enemy who he openly says apparently is not his enemy and his one of his major campaign organizers got on stage and started chanting fuck hillary that's misogynistic, that's inappropriate. It's God. <laughs> so again, Please. to me, that's like lock her up to me that's that's Trump saying, "Fuck those people, get them out, beat them up in the audience Agreed. and although it's not Bernie saying it himself, I-, I do expect you to rise to the occasion,
1: okay, so what do you think about what do you think about um free college? I like, the idea free,
2: I like the idea of, of – I, I mean, many other countries have been able to do it. I like the idea of it and the fact that other countries can do it successfully. We, again, we have to look at how we could implement it for ourselves. I don't disagree with almost any of Bernie's policies. I don't disagree with almost any of their policies except Mary Ann. <laughs> because, again, that <laughs> – You don't think we can pay for
0: college with love? With love. With, like, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a strong um, – Proponent of of maintaining church and state, and even if your church is just crystals right. and spirituality, <laughs> even if your church is just Oprah, I don't believe in uh, that kind of code. Were you in Bernie's thing, science. or you
1: were in Hillary?
2: In uh, camps, in the, yes. I was always on Hillary's side. Okay, but I liked Bernie's. I did like that Bernie pushed her in the primaries. To she is a centralist, centralist, and and oftentimes those are my problems with her is that she actually is. Kind of an eagle when it comes to military stuff And and that's not my thing So I mean she was always somebody that I passionately Disagreed with when I disagreed with her But I accepted that on an adult level and so I liked it that he pushed her to be more aggressive about r- reforming health care, about minimum wage, about things like that. Um, and again, I think there are candidates that do that, like an Elizabeth Warren who could potentially be a great vice president or yeah. push some, whoever is the presidential candidate Knowing to be true that we're going
1: to come back to Bernie yeah.
2: for all of our <laughs> – For the people who want to murder yes. me now.
1: Okay, so but we so well, let's go from Joe Biden oh, and right. pretend we're going to do a Bernie comparison okay. later to Joe Biden. Okay. And...
2: Um, yeah, so Unky Joe – um, again, I think there's an age issue there. Um, I and first and foremost, that has nothing to do. I feel that way about there. There are candidates that I really like in the running, but that are that are. Too, I mean, I like Mike and that Bloomberg. Are too I young. like Mike Bloomberg a lot. We're fucking
1: be ages right. if we fucking want. Right.
2: Well, and it's not um, it's not ages. There are plenty of jobs I think that a 75 or 80 year old are very competent at doing. I um, I think, like I think <laughs> knitting, Walmart, greater, um, <laughs> movie theater. No, but I mean. <laughs> An artist, t- artist, teacher, you know what I mean? Musician, like, you know what I mean? I don't think 80-year-olds drive as well as they, they did when don't. they were 60. I don't think. It? I
0: mean, Joe and, and Bernie they could sit don't. on a... On a committee, but
2: for instance, I would you know I, I mean? would like people can... like that on a cabinet. Yeah, I would cabinet. like them in a UN yes, position. Yes. I would like them in, but president but can you of the imagine United you're States. 80, 82. President of the United States is a twenty-four-hour-day yeah. job. If,
1: but what is your cutoff for y- for youth? Let's just say forty. Um, I mean,
2: I see no problem with saying no. I mean, I have no problem with sixty. I have no problem with sixty-five because it's a four-year but job. What about young? Maybe an eight-year. Oh, young. Um, Anything under forty, yeah. I would start to get questioned. I
1: think if you're going to say no, but even under and 40 again, even if you're
2: because ta- and- under forty, you still have to now talk to me about someone who was a dynamic person who from the time they were eighteen, was viably involved in government or civic duty or charity work or entrepreneur. I mean, that's a brief window of time to achieve the kind of life experience and connections and and perspective that I think is needed for the job. Um, Because for instance, I don't think Kennedy was, I mean, Kennedy got us three seconds away from uh, nuclear war with the Bay of Pigs. And that was because he was very inexperienced in international politics. So what he did, which was logical, was to trust advisors who had decades more experience in the military, but one of the problems with generals and people like that is that when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And those are people whose job it is to go to war. And so they are a warlike people. Um, and it's, war is a necessary evil, but they get, they got that information. They kind of took the lead. He went along for the ride, and oopsie-daisy, we all almost had three heads. So <laughs> I don't necessarily think like bring in a 35-year-old and shake it up when there's nuclear bombs involved is the best policy. Do
1: you think him kissing people on the back of the head is an issue?
2: Um listen, I think the times we live in it's become an issue and I think like anything else if the way we stop workplace rape is that we're going to just put the brakes on all kinds of physical like if you can't do your job without hugging people that's (laughs) odd to me i don't care what your job is like if you go to like because but honestly if you talk to any professional therapist and they don't have any physical contact with their patients and that is a job that is literally about healing people's broken childhoods and emotions you would think that would be a job where it would feel helpful to hug someone at the end of a hard session and any therapist or social worker will say that's exactly what you don't do because it it can be interpreted and can cross and it's unnecessary if you're doing your job correctly it's unnecessary so yeah i mean do i put what he did in the same category as rape no but i don't think anybody is i don't think the women who are coming forward are doing that they're going out of there i think the me too movement is saying wait 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 we can talk about multiple things at once and not confuse them all as the same thing
1: Okay, what about should we go to Beto or Kamala next?
2: Uh, Let's go to Beto. Okay, Beto's pretty easy. Um, Beto to me is a good example too. We can tie back to Bernie because Beto ran the town that I often uh, use as a comparison to Bernie. The state of Vermont has less people than the the city of El Paso, Texas. So the idea that although he is a powerful, dynamic, independent force, and I like his voting record. for the most part. There are votes Bernie's done that I really disagree with. The idea that you being a senator that represents less people than El Paso, Texas, and that you have that for you know, twenty years and gives you some kind of, you know, great political knowledge, I, I just don't buy into that from a from a logistics point of view, from a numbers point of view. And I think beta running El Paso, Texas is lovely. But again, you <laughs> haven't overseen a large local government. You haven't overseen large budgets. You don't you know, you do have racial diversity there that you know you've had to manage you've had you know that's a good Mexicans point. living with Texans so you probably do understand our current kind of tribal immigration issues well um, I don't dislike him again he hasn't put enough forward other than spin like so many of them he's put forth a lot of we've got to get back to the American dream I want an America that's more you know empathetic all things I agree with but that's not it's a plan top. yeah you know that's your mom saying you know I know we're in a violent divorce right now but your father and I promise <laughs> Promise <laughs> you're going to be okay. That's not really a plan when you're sitting at the sure, hotel Mom. motel six with you know with your crying okay. mother.
1: So what about Cory Booker? Is he in the closet?
2: Um, Sorry. I li- <laughs> <laughs> Cory's complicated for me. Um, I I mean I like Cory. I like a lot of his track record. I like that he's. You know, yeah, he's young. a
1: senator. That's big. Yeah, and he's Jersey and I speech. like his
2: whole rise. I remember him in Jersey. I remember him being, you know, as someone who's from New York and from the tri-state area of New York, I remember him as like a much younger politician where he was always dynamic and young but realistic, someone who was willing to work on both sides, someone who was willing to say like, we're going to make 10% more progressive moves instead of 90 because we can get 10. And yeah. if we do 10 nine times over the next nine years, we got to where we were going. It'd be nice if you could get there in a day, but it's also terrible when you can't get at anything at all so i like that he has proven to, to me to be a, to a politician who has that idea because i think that's what that's what federal governing is there's an old saying that it's yes. um congress is the the slow boring like boring digging into something of hard boards you can't just drill right through it you kind of have to slowly I grind in it
0: good.
1: we have to be able to be patient right maybe like, it's obama in germany he said like It doesn't just happen overnight. We're losing sight
2: of... And that's very hard when you're the one with the boot on your neck. I mean, it was very hard for gay people to accept that, you know what I mean? Like, whether it was during the AIDS crisis when we were demanding more federal intervention with research or whether it was marriage equality or civil rights, it's very hard when you're the person with a boot on your neck and someone goes, "Just you'll you'll be able to breathe in three years. Just try not to take a breath for three years. I get that. I have felt that myself. Um, But I do think, unfortunately, that history shows that that's the only way... Governments and societies move forward is slowly and deliberately. Um, so we like him like that. I don't necessarily know. I I think he's a live wire, and I think he I think he has a long history of being inflammatory in his own way. Even if some of the inflammatory things he said, I agree with. Um, and I think really? that I think that they will potentially make mincemeat of him. I genuinely get a sense from his personality that there are hidden parts to him. Whether they are whether it was sexuality, whether it is harassment of women like we've seen with other people who hide things, not saying that that's what I think he's doing, whether it's dirty dealings, whether or whether it's just he is not the progressive that he portrays himself to be, that he could get into office and be kind of a lame duck, yeah, duck stand in a, kind of spin in a circle for, for PR and ego. I just get a sense that there's that there's an iceberg under there yeah. and i and i can't pinpoint it yeah. and i'm not looking for horrible tra- like i'm not i'm not looking for horrible traits in him but i'm not not looking and i don't like that i think he's very good at presenting i think it's a okay personality to and a brand. i sense
1: something in the surface
2: right and i would love to be wrong i because i think other than that he's he, yeah. on paper the few sheets of paper we have of, of <laughs> his presentation i like it but okay
1: so what are we dealing with with kamala
2: Kamala, I feel we will have another Hillary. We will have a very complicated, very qualified woman and person of color, so we're, now we 're even adding in
1: like t- are we are you getting into like too strong, too polarizing I,
2: The problem to me is not too strong i don 't think we 'll ever elect a weak woman because I think that 's how women were kept out of politics for so long. I think women have to lose some of their stereotypical femininity, for lack of a better term, in order, they have to kind of leave their sex and sexuality at the door in order to be political. Um, in the same way, gay people have to do that. Jewish people have had to do that. Black people have had to do that. Puerto Rico, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, but I, I worry greatly that, I mean, her job as, as uh, her, her job has involved, her previous jobs like um, attorney general have involved uh, being involved in America's You know, prison system and incarceration system, which is horribly flawed, horribly racist, horribly misogynistic, Um, and I think as a as a woman of color, the other side will use that as a phenomenal weapon to get liberals and progressives and independents to to form a circular firing squad on her and themselves. Do you? So just pragmatically, I don't. Are you?
1: Do you? I like her as VP, though. Get bothered by what she did with sex workers, or do you not care?
2: Um, I do. Um, I, I do because I have a lot of sex worker friends and I believe in the legal, legalization and regulation of, and protection of sex work um, as kind of the supreme example of democracy and capitalism. Um, because if you can't have control of your own body and use your body as a tool to make a living and build a life, then we, we're neither a democracy nor a capitalist society. However, um, I, I, I think much like Hillary, she has done a lot that I question heavily. If I was ever to sit down with her, I would say, I really support you on this, this, and this. These things get me excited, but that's not what I want to talk about. I love about. you for
1: saying that, Brad. So many people will, I mean, I feel like, I could be wrong, but I feel like so many people are ready to, like, lionize her and right. will never say shit right. about Hil- Hillary yeah. Clinton. They won't.
2: Right. And, and I th- just think that, I think, uh, uh, unfortunately, I think, like Hillary, the people who support Kamala are people who are willing to have a a human being in a role, a professional in a role, so they might be flawed and you might not like things they do. The problem is we don't see a lot of people get elected president in the last 50 years who aren't mommy or daddy, hero, savior, Superman. You know what I mean? Like it's just that tends to be what people go for. Well, the difference between
1: what you said about Elizabeth Warren, who I think could possibly, when you were talking, I thought maybe Elizabeth Warren gets it and has like, a, an end game of being vp i right. really don't feel like with kamala harris that she's ever imagining being vp i don't know what you guys Yeah, yeah. i
2: do think i do think again i would draw hillary comparisons that Although I don't think she would not take Hillary, you know, VP or Secretary of State or you know a cabinet, a major cabinet role or something like that. I think she's in it to win it. She's she not wants to for win, her. and I think you need to be that person. And I don't think someone should have the job who has it reluctantly. I don't like the idea of someone who's like, unless we've had a nuclear war and you're down to Secretary of Agriculture, like having the job. I think it should but be. Do someone you think who's
1: Kamala Harris is sex- sexy? Like, if you had to, like, <laughs> I mean, as a she
2: as is a fucking homosexual, so sexy. No, I do, and I do think. I think she is also at an age range in, in women's politics in America, and by women's politics I mean, being a woman in American politics, where she didn't have to completely new to herself, like you see in like um, uh, uh, Alexa, the New York uh, Senator Cortez. AOC, 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 Acon, AOC. Right? I'm saying okay. there, yeah, yeah, Alexa, uh, yeah, a- cause <laughs> um, she is a powerful, strong woman who you know is a woman who goes in there. You know what I mean? Like, and that is the younger generation. That is that. Those are the hard-fought benefits of. Generations of women coming before you and taking bullets and fighting fights on your behalf, and I think she recognizes that. You know, she's a, a conscious woman who understands yeah. women. Well, I and I think Kamala's right in that middle bracket. She's not sixty-five or seventy, you know what I mean, but she's not twenty-five or thirty. And so she kind of, Definitely? yeah, straddles the gap. But I would, I'd be happy with her as presidential nomination. But, although but I'd I be worried. Be I know I can <laughs> totally. You would be so happy because you'd have bitch mommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's so like, when we watch her in the hearings, just yeah. question people. You're like, yeah.
2: no. And I love that. I love that. A no, booker two. Two.
0: I could just see her.
2: Yeah. yeah. No. And in dynamic intelligence is sexy strength and is sexy. knowing and being a
0: step ahead. I feel like she's a step yeah. ahead and when, and I want, I imagine her going to Iran or Iraq or these places that are horrifying and she goes in and she's like, what? What do you want to do? But that's also why,
2: for instance, like, if it was a choice between, like, let's say it comes down to in the primary her and another candidate who's not a woman who is a man of yes. some sort of some age, if if I look at that ticket and I look at the numbers and I look at polling data and I look at interviews and I see there's a there's a hairs more chance of us winning if the guy is in the presidential oh. role and she's VP, not only do I like that because I do think we need to get this administration out at any cost necessary, and I do mean that, honestly. Other than a grassy knoll, because I don't want the Secret Service coming <laughs> to my house. Um, I don't have that kind of money or lawyerage, and I don't mean it, kind of, uh, but... <laughs> But what I will say is um, I I think Democrats often forget the long game. And I think, for instance, someone like Kamala in a vice presidential role, if you have a strong Democrat, if they win a ticket, if her and Beto or her and Biden or her and uh, uh, Yang or her and anybody, you know, win the ticket, you've got her in VP for four to maybe eight years. And then you've got that person running. And now she's had a phenomenal federal time and also to build her case as a presidential candidate, to be involved in policies that might make a difference. You know, people forget that when you're attorney general, your job is to follow the laws that are written at the time and written by Congress. So when people are like, she's been terrible with the prison system, she didn't set the policy and the tone. She was an enforcer. And we punish women for being enforcers, yeah. much like Hillary. I mean, much like any, you know, and we forget that you have to look at who actually set, you know, People hate the IRS. The IRS doesn't set tax law. And Congress sets tax law. punish them if they didn't law. do it. Yeah, you'd exactly. Like exactly. We'd say she was weak. We would say she was ineffective. Right. She didn't. She was a bleeding heart liberal who just wanted to let rapists out on the street. You'd look for one case of one person who got released because of a policy of hers and say babies got raped, so she should be shot on the street.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. The fucking gay okay. elephant uh, bu- bu- in... Buttigieg, but, 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 <laughs> B- Buddha Judge.
2: Buddha, is that what you're saying? Buddha Judge? Buddha judge. judge. Is that the official? Official. I thought it was boot edge edge.
1: I know, but that's okay. too confusing, right? Okay, so
2: Buddha Judge. So
1: his husband says it's Buddha right. Judge. Okay.
2: Buddha Judge. Yeah, because I'm worried about boot edge edge because then there's edging jokes and boot licking. There's so many. So now- Okay, so here I have a lot of feelings about him okay. and some of them are irrational and just because I have to live in the world and not on a killing spree.
1: And are some of them
2: horny? No, no, okay. that's not my type at all. <laughs> okay. First of all, he's so white. He's very uh, and he's so midwest. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, he's a new. No, yeah. So, Joe
1: Biden fucking. Yeah, I'd rather mash Joe Biden hug me and pat asshole. me on the bum <laughs> than him kind of yeah. stare
2: at me and be like, Do you want to pray before breakfast? <laughs> um, I will say this, I don't know if I have the emotional strength as an almost forty one year old gay man who's been um, protesting and involved in the gay rights movement since I was fourteen years old. I don't know if I have the energy to go through a campaign of dick jokes and butt edge -edge jokes and them digging in and decimating potentially this man. I just don't know if I can emotionally, and that is not a logical statement, and that isn't based on what's best for America or politics. I just don't know if I have it in me. I also genuinely worry, and I'm sure there will be gay men who will be mad at this. I I don't ascribe to this whole notion of he's not gay enough or he's too gay. I don't understand what that means. I know a gazillion kinds of gay person. I'm a very specific kind of gay person. I don't think that I define homosexuality. Um, I have pride in all of homosexuality, not just self-pride, which is just another term so for narcissism. So you
1: think a lot of gay guys would say he's not gay enough?
2: I mean, we've already seen it. We've seen articles written. We've seen debates on social media of, you know, like we want. I But at the same point, gay men don't really embrace Liberace. So, and <laughs> most gay men are, are putting on their profiles no femmes on their dating profiles, so I don't understand how gay someone needs to be or how, what you define as gay. That being said, I genuinely worry because I've spent a lot of time in the Midwest and in landlocked states and rural states in America, and I find that it does things to male, gay male sexuality. Um, The fact he spent time in the military, I I honor and respect and thank him for. um, But at the same time, I know that that has an effect on gay men, much like it does on women that doesn't necessarily have on heterosexual men. It's a challenge to your sexuality and your core personality in a way that it's not necessarily to some others who might historically be oppressors. I worry that we're going to find out dark sexual secrets because he is so Christian and pure and perfect. And again, it's that same thing I said with Corey of that. Is, is this a tip of an iceberg? Because it seems so polished. It seems so magnificently faceted and jeweled. It seems like Tiffany cut this stone. Um, and, and if that's real, if that's actually at the core, wonderful. But if we find out that there's a Downton Abbey sex dungeon in his, in his yeah. basement and we only find out a week before the, the no presidential election, then it'll be 50 or 100 years before and we'll certainly lose the election. Um, again, he also has put forward some of the least actual statements on anything. And what worries me very much is in the last couple of weeks, he said a statement that is a huge red flag to me intellectually. And From a civics point of view, which is, he said, I don't think the American. When they asked him why he wasn't putting forward more plans, more schematics for his policy, he said, I don't think the American people care about thesis papers and plans. I think they care about, um, you know, faith and values and thing, and that horrifies me. It horrifies me that I would, I, in the same way that if I was hiring an accountant or a surgeon <laughs> or an auto mechanic, right. and you said, listen, no don't worry about qualifications and my plan we 're going to go in there we're going we're going to get you right like yeah. great, great but I need you to actually explain it um, and it worries to me that it worries me greatly that and frankly uh, religion is a problem for me yeah i'm a devout atheist um, and Julie, from a long think, path to that and his
0: that right i do, i um it's funny because i 'm yeah, yeah agno- I don't know what I am. Agnostic, I guess. Jewish, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe in God. However, like finding some spirituality beep, 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 beep. and trying to understand right. that people do really do feel that way and that right. he really does right. speak to he yes. speaks yes. a language yes. that we yes. do not speak, Absolutely. and he speaks that language to people who really need to hear Absolutely. it. And, and in a way, what I appreciate about him is that he's gay and speaking that language, yes. so that for people who speak that, they don't have that part of their... It, uh, right. I, I, and right. I agree. And I, again, right. from a tactical point too. of
2: view, if I was going to just be a stone-cold tactician, if I, if I worked in politics as, an, you know, as a political kind of campaign assassin, and was that person who just crunched numbers and said, you need to say the word god 17 god. times every every month on the campaign trail cuz that's the sweet spot that we have found through algorithms i, I get that and i don't i don't Claim that as a falsehood, or even that big of a problem. We have to live in the world we live in, and we can't fix right. it overnight. I'm just saying, for me as a voter, I would vote for him in a heartbeat because so far, what I've seen from what he's done, even on small potatoes politics, what he puts forward image-wise, I have no issues with. So if he moved to California and ran for state senator, or senator, or congressman, assemblyman, as of right now, I would have no issues voting for him. But I can tell you, it would be a cautiously optimistic vote. Yeah. It would not be. I would not be canvassing for him and, and screaming. I think from it's the top interesting that minds.
1: what would make him appealing to people like us also makes him repulsive to us
2: because we're not religious <laughs> right, no, there, and there is a and it's scary and, and there's like universe I mean and there's just yeah. there are things that are not about he, he and my shared sexuality because again there are many different kinds of gay man yeah. and there is a lot of things I mean I respect deeply that it's after nine eleven what made him decide to join The military and go serve. I certainly, many people did that. We saw a huge influx. Um, I was in New York City at 9/11. I had people in both those buildings. Many got out. A few did not. Um, It. There was no point in time where it was going where it inspired me or made me question should I join the military (laughs) industrial complex. And so that is just who I am outside of being a gay man or an artist or a liberal or a Democrat. Um, And so I cannot connect to that and and it just worries me because as soon as any politician and this isn't his fault or any politician's fault as soon as they say this is why I did what I did this is why I'm a liberal this is why I voted like that this is why I joined the military this is why I had kids this is why I go to church people who support that idea go that's the reason why everyone should do it that's the reason why and particularly if you're a woman or a a person of color or a homosexual and someone in that public spotlight says I'm a black you know I'm a black dude and this is why I do this and they go that's why black dudes should do that and all black like, dude, should do that. Of course, it doesn't ring true. To many black dudes, or many ladies, or many gay, and so I, I, you know, but those are struggles I'm happy to have with him versus, and I'm much more interested in having those struggles with a, a politician like him than I am with having those struggles with Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I'm much more interested in the fact that this man has clearly dedicated his life thus far to right. civil service, be it in the military, be it in local politics, and that just inherently, even if I disagree with your politics, makes me value you. As a civil servant. And I
1: want you, what you are feeling to speak to, like, anyone who's listening who's gay and isn't feeling him. Because I'm sure there's plenty sure. of gay of people, course. boys and girls out there, who are like, why am I not feeling it? I right. feel bad I'm not feeling it. I don't know if it's because he's religious. I don't know if because he's dorky. Right. I don't know what it is.
2: Well, and we saw it with Hillary, too, is where th- I think a lot of the supporters of Hillary, men and women, tried to tell women you thank you to, that's what happened to you're me you're supposed to be that's in what happened to me. and i think what happened is then those women as well as the women who were saying it to them everyone decided it was a zero-sum game you either you either had to be entirely for hillary or entirely against her that there was no middle ground that you weren't allowed to vote skeptically And that you're not allowed to... Or you're you're not feminist,
1: or you're not into it, or you're a traitor.
2: The idea that when you go into a voting booth... And this speaks to all of American politics, because I don't see it happen in other countries. When I speak to friends in other nations about how they feel when they vote, um, particularly in general elections where you're voting on a lot of things, you're voting on bills for your local government, you're voting on water plant management in Los Angeles, you're voting on senators, you're voting on presidents... I've there's never been a time in my life because we're not single issue voting like there are some countries where you vote on one referendum so you can kind of be like you're either for this or against this. There are plenty of times in every election I've ever voted in that I'm very unhappy with my choices. There are three, four candidates, and I don't like any of them, and I'm being forced to pick the lesser of evils. <laughs> that is the nature of adulting. That is the nature of, of running a society. That is the nature of running a government. That is the nature of, of, of living with your neighbors and not everyone living in anarchy.
1: Okay, so before, yeah. who do you want to talk about? Marianne Williamson, Tulsi Gabbard, Amy Klobuchar, Andrew Yang?
2: Um, very quickly about uh, Marianne and Andrew. Okay. <laughs> um, because those are I think the I think the other candidates unfortunately are kind of red herrings who I do think will will fade out. We
1: do want Amy Klobuchar yeah. to offer a comb yeah. for sale. That's a fork <laughs> for your for your for your purse, and we think that
0: fucking kills the game. It kills the game. It's a f- Com- 2020 comb fork. Comb
2: fork. <laughs> that's fabulous. Um, uh, Marianne is what I consider to be a very dangerous candidate. Um, I do not think she's a terrible woman. I'm glad she has brought a lot of joy and peace emotionally to people. Um, she is not even a licensed therapist or psychologist. <laughs> I'm Brad. Um Brad. She has no qualifications to run for public office of any sort. Um <laughs> And I take that very seriously. No like, I would not elect her mayor of a town of 500 people. Um, <laughs> and if I did, it would be very cautious. I'd be like, okay, you're getting into politics. Maybe 20 years from now I'll be happy I made this vote. And so, stuff. Andrew
1: Yang, in case you guys, we haven't talked yeah. about it, but he wants to give the freedom dividend, which is $1,000 a month to everyone over 18. So, the first thing we thought, which is, one, we want it. Two, we want, we want <laughs> I everyone, love a cash grab. i We I'm want down everyone we know grab. to have it, and they should. Num- but I also thought. Opioid epidemic here I come because I am so happy to get some painkillers right away. I mean, as
2: we said, we said earlier, I don't, I don't understand how you legalize heroin and not cocaine because people get shit <laughs> done on cocaine and people do not get shit done that on heroin. That did bother us. People, the 1920s basically were successful because of cocaine.
1: I think him not addressing what a thousand dollars right cash income to everyone that could possibly right. go to the opiate, but still, I think. He wants to give it from Apple, Amazon, and yeah. Google. Yeah, and I
2: have no problem with. Listen, I have no problem with the idea of an additional tax for mega corporations for the Fortune 500. Love. I have no problem with that at all. I don't know that it necessarily should all go to a set figure that just gets handed out as cash. I think I think you could do that, but also do other dynamic things with education infrastructure. Yes.
1: Brad, tell our 14 listeners where they can find yes, you and you troll you, love, you and Yes, if you. Send
2: all your death threats <laughs> uh, and memes of me put on top of fat bearded lady bodies. <laughs> Um, and uh, so, uh, to uh, everything is Brad Locally. Instagram, Brad Locally. Twitter, Brad Locally. Spell locally. L-O-E-K-L-E. Um, and the beautiful thing about Google is that if you type in gay comic Brad, I will be like the first hit because He's we're still He's ready for
1: country. you. He's smart. Bring He's it not on, scared. Kids. He's not scared of Bernie. He's not scared of you guys. He yeah. wants it. <laughs> Love Says you, Brandy.
2: Brad. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. going to be <laughs> murdered in China.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a So There's That moment and all of the bad and upsetting shit that is happening every day. She always hates doing it, and doing it from China was no different. She even asked me earlier today if she still had to do one, to which I replied, yes, bitch. <laughs> <sighs> but you need to make it quick because we're running out of time. So what did you come up with, meow, meow?
0: Okay, basically, do you remember when we watched Icarus? And the for you guys who haven't watched it, um, we watched this movie called Icarus. It's a documentary about like doping. and About Russia. About and, Russia. And, and right. the Olympics. Uh, right. So when, what we learned in that... Was or was it active measures? Now I can't remember. But either you, you way, you all should watch both. Yes. So either way, watch them both. And in one of the documentaries, there's an entire thing about the Ukraine. And in the Ukraine, that Paul Manafort worked with the president or the the guy running for president in the Ukraine, who was going to run f- sort of for he's like a puppet for for Putin. Putin has been in um been wanting to re-retain ukraine for several years ukrainians don't want to go back to russia they want to stay their own country and they are fighting tooth and nail to be like a democracy
1: the real good models and hookers come from ukraine yeah (laughs) they're always the best they're 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 they're, they are they're always better looking
0: and these people are fighting like crazy and there's this woman and she's You know, we're fighting against Russia, and we're not going to stop. And this guy, even she's pretty. Yeah, that woman. Yeah,
1: the woman in politics is like beautiful with like a long braid she puts around her head, like fucking Heidi. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, was (laughs) she a model?
0: Yeah. So, all of this shit is going down, and and people are getting poisoned. And then this guy wins against the 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 guy who Putin wants, and then they poison him, but he survives. He fucking survives with. His face oh is fucked up. Oh my God, his face got, got is, melted off. He's like, he's melted from the inside out, so but he's still crazy. surviving. They put the lady in jail. He should kill himself. She, <laughs> right? He should. He puts the lady in jail. She goes, they won't. They beat her. They she They still, put the model
1: in jail. Yeah. They jailed her. And then she's in jail
0: with like her legs beaten in a hospital bed. Still yeah. looking beautiful. Still looking beautiful. Face perfect braid perfect body bruised she then (laughs) so then we're learning all this stuff about the Ukraine then the shitty guy from the that Russia wants as president he becomes president and how does he become president with the help of Paul Paul Manafort Manafort. so Paul Manafort helps this guy become um, uh, the president now Russia's happy they have a puppet and we can so all of this shit is and I don't want to get into all the shit that is with the thing with Ukraine so just to give you this idea the Ukraine is directly involved with the United States because of Paul Manafort and the Trump administration the Ukraine Ukraine and of course in Russia the president there reminds me of Trump he's he's being now run this, by but I
1: just want to say so just in a quick in a recap it, the Ukrainian president is the people aren't with him he's a he's yes. a Russian puppet right he was so obnoxious he had a golden toilet he <laughs> hoarded all the money mm-hmm. and the people there and this was all Paul Manafort and Trump He was Trump's campaign manager, and he was in charge of getting this guy fucking elected or doing all of his fucking dirty deeds, who is the Ukrainian guy who's
0: pretty much just Russian, who's running the Ukraine with the golden toilet. Right. Exactly. The people have gone crazy. They can't stand his golden toilet. They want Uh. to shit on his golden toilet and fucking throw the shit toilet in his face. So- And that's basically what they did. So what's important for us because of Paul Manafort and Trump and their connection to not only the Ukraine, but to Russia and Putin's hold on the entire area and the world basically at this point. Now, what has happened? I think it was an Icarus because the thing was
1: because the guy helped him cheat in the Olympics and they won all those golds. Yeah. The whole country was like, Putin, Putin, we love you. And then he he went and bombed Ukraine.
0: Oh, right, and that's because yeah. that's Putin's favorite thing to do. Putin loves to make a war that isn't real, and then set like so that he can um, put the he can put a puppet um, leader in. Right. So if he he creates a war, now the people are going crazy, but and then he, he puts the new leader in that he wants, and now he controls right. everybody. And he cheated in the Olympics
1: to get their their country's morale up and get his his approval ratings real high before
0: he knew he was going to um, do that in the Euro- Ukraine. So it's hideous. Well. In the Ukraine, apparently... I mean, the funny thing is, I think... I'm, I don't even realize they have their own TV shows. So, in the Ukraine, <laughs> um, there's a show called Servant of the People. There's a Ukrainian comedian. In the show... Now, now, we definitely didn't know they had comedians. I didn't know they had comedians. Believe me, I didn't They're know they even... are like, my dog Vida. No, that's Giselle <laughs> it's the same shit. Right, like, isn't it crazy we only have a potato <laughs> today? I don't know what they say. I don't know. Exactly. So, I can't even do the accent. So, there's... He's a, t- a character a comedian, on a Ukrainian show called Servant of the People. On the show, he becomes president, and I'm going to read to you what it says. He becomes president after an expletive-laden video of him ranting... Expletive. Expletive-laden video of him ranting about corruption. This is the show. That section went viral, apparently, on social media there. Now, isn't he... Okay, on the show, he's a school teacher
1: who makes a video where he's all cussing, and then he becomes
0: president right and everyone loves him now that on the show he becomes president of ukraine well apparently the other day motherfucker became actual president
1: (laughs) instead of being a school teacher who became president on a tv show he is an actor a comedian who
0: became the actual president in real life of the ukraine so he got rid of the shitty russian (laughs) guy and he became the actual president so i'm i'm excited to follow it i think it's really good news for all of us I'm, I fear for him. I hope he doesn't get murdered or turned by Putin, which you know that he is in for he is in for I can only imagine the kind of hell that he is up against now. And I hope that he stays strong and the lady with the braid helps him and the, our country helps and starts to get on the Ukrainian side. I mean, the problem with we have with Trump is that he's going to go with Russia, but we need to start focusing on Ukraine and getting behind them. This is great news. This is an independent person. He came from nowhere. He is a comedian. People don't even give a fuck about his policy. <laughs> all they care about. Literally, when you read these articles, all they care about is the fact that he went against Russia. He's going against that other shitty president. And he's sort of a man of the people. And I feel like it's just giving me inspiration. It should give you inspiration that we these things are possible if we fight. And if you stick with it, we will get rid of Trump eventually. But, you know, that these feel good things can happen and I just want to hold on to it tight. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics.
1: We want to thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all 14 of you. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, I know I said I would stop saying that, but I'm not happy unless I'm begging you to do something that you don't want to do involving your computer. Um, We are always down to start major shit with iTunes because they hate us and they're homophobic. And the more reviews we have, the stronger our complaint will be. Also, like we've told y'all in recent episodes... The number of reviews we have makes us look more legit when we reach out to special guests and 2020 presidential nominees, which is what we are going to do. And some people that we have our eye on and that we have like connections to um, include but are not limited to (laughs) Pete Buttigieg, Malcolm Nance,
0: Nance Pelosi and Scott Dworkin. That's right. And if you want to hear all about our weird trip to through trip to through Asia. Or how we hate iTunes or any number of different ongoing dramas in our lives. Go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up for our subscription podcast. We do a one hour long Patreon podcast per week. There's no structure, no editing, digitally or verbally, no planning, no ads, and no motherfucking apologies. Well... I mean, there's been a couple. (laughs) There has been a couple. (laughs) We do apologize sometimes. We we have we, when we get too offensive which is frequent especially on the Patreon podcast so we've taken a few of the Patreons down we do have to admit that but yeah. not before the gers and burrs get a chance to hear them and that is what is important correct we recently like last week or something took one down we did have Gets to get
1: some chance and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and Brad Luckley. Brad
2: how'd you do I
0: See you've met my faithful handyman He's just a little broad dine Because when you knocked He thought you were the candy man
2: Don't get strung up by the way I look
0: from transsexual
2: Transylvania <laughs> Head Hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite transvestite From transsexual Transylvania
0: <laughs> So, come up to the left